You are listening to The Naked Nerd. Episode 11, Nude Mentality. The following episode deals with issues related to mental health and suicide. If you are currently experiencing any issues related to mental health or suicide, please contact your local crisis facility, any suicide prevention hotlines, as well as your local GP, psychiatrist or psychologist in your town, city, state or country. Hello listeners, and you are listening to The Naked Nerd. I'm The Naked Nerd himself. So as you can probably tell by the tone of my voice, um, this particular episode is going to be a little bit somber. It's going to be delving into very important, a very important topic I'd like to share. Now, in this world, people will experience issues related to mental health. Um, one in ten people will know someone or have experienced some form of mental health. Um, and I believe that actual statistic has gone up over the last few years. Mental health in itself is not a trend. It's not a fad. It is something that for the last few years has been something particularly heavily identified over uh the rise of issues like suicide, the rise of issues of dealing with anxiety. I myself have dealt with suicide uh, and anxiety on both a personal and from a social level, and I'd like to share that with you today. So the name of this episode is called uh, nude mentality because I like to talk about mental health. Now, you're probably wondering why I don't sound very cheerful because this is probably the third time I've actually had to record this particular episode. Uh, the first couple of episodes, I was quite shaky and nervous about talking about some of the things that I'm going to be talking to you guys about. Um, it's something that I wish no one who's listening ever experiences, or if you have, um, you are not alone. Now, mental health is something that I think has become a little bit more understandable. I mean, there's still people out there who still think that mental health is a bit of a joke, that suicide and things like anxiety, depression, uh... Uh, bipolar, uh, anything related to mental health. Uh, some people seem to take it as a joke. And it really isn't, because um, the things that we do or say to people can affect the mental health in, in their lifetime. Now, one of the terms I like to uh, talk about is anxiety. Anxiety, for me, has been something that I've been personally... I've been dealing with for years. Um, so, let's just talk about my particular experience before I actually delve into the um, statistical facts about mental health. So, my story begins when I was in primary school. For those of you who are uh listening from across the world. 
Um, so primary school is uh, considered to be um, the school for younger kids. So from kindergarten to about uh, year six or sixth grade for those of you playing along. Um, I never really fit into any particular group. I was quite an outcast. Uh, not just because of my physical appearance, which is something that um, I've had to deal with for most of my life, but also because uh, of my background. My background in terms of where my parents came from, but also because of how I was, or how I still am as a person. Because when you're dealing with mental health, Actually, let me take that back. When you're dealing with being different, uh, difference can sometimes be uh, a really uh, big target for people who don't like difference or seek to try and make you feel bad because you are, in fact, different. So as a kid, I was really, really different in terms of physical appearance, but also in terms of uh, the people around me. Now, growing up in the early 90s, um, in a childhood where racism was still kind of rampant, but not to, to a heavy extent, I've dealt with quite a uh, high amount of bullying because of the colour of my skin, because of... Uh, people making assumptions that I was of Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander descent or Indigenous. Now, I'm not of Indigenous descent, uh, but I would be considered to be of, I would say, heavily tanned coloured. Now... I don't blame the kids for making that particular assumption because back back in that particular time period, that was the only assumption that made sense to kids and I c couldn't really make sense of that. Now, um, on top of that, I was really bullied because I struggled w making friends. Um, I was often teased for being uh, fat I was also teased for being slow in running because of my asthma. I was also teased because I was just different. Because I was smart, but I wasn't allowed to be smart in terms of um, how the other people perceived me. Now, this sounds like I'm going into like a bit of a rant. But believe me, little things like that start... Or should I say, little things like that lead to big things like mental health. Um, and it made me quite anxious that particular time period. It made me quite anxious of people. Uh, because I was try, uh, trying to be a good person. And I think I still am for the most part. Um, but trusting people... And being anxious about who I talked to, who I became friends with, 
was something that really uh, overpowered my ability to uh, make sense of things. And unfortunately, it didn't stop in primary school. It also affected my life in high school. Uh, my life in high school, I have to say, was uh, quite mixed. I was always teased, if not ridiculed. Um, and this is something that I've had to deal with uh, for the most part on my own. Because the mentality for most guys is that you need to uh, suck it up. Um, harden up uh, to be a male you need uh, actually let me rephrase the toxic masculinity in my life basically uh, needed me to be a strong male figure to be strong and if I was not seen as strong in any sort of way um, I wasn't considered to be a man and Because of that, that particular time period led me into such a dark place. Because trying to make friends in high school, it's tough enough. Trying to make friends in high school, knowing that you're perhaps one of the only uh, two or three people in your year that is not of... Anglo-Saxon appearance and not considered to be um, I would say not considered to be particularly handsome or particularly favourable amongst most people it got to me now people would acknowledge me and people would know who I, who I was but the bullies themselves made themselves known to me. The bullies made me feel like absolute uh, trash, if I'm putting it bluntly. They made me feel worthless. And when you get to that point where you actually feel worthless about yourself, your self-worth and self-esteem tends to take a big chunk and flattens to the point where you have uh, little respect for yourself and res little respect for the people around you because you just don't have that trust. Even with the friends that I did have, and there weren't that many, um, they basically... I can't even really say they're friends anymore because I don't even really keep in contact with them I mean I've tried but with things like life they basically faded away I'm not even sure if they're still alive to be honest if they are well they're living their lives and I can't really fault them on that but the thing is when they when we all left high school it suddenly felt like I was the one being left out on purpose and so that really led to this whole disdain and distrust of people. My 20s, my 20s were really shocking, to say the very least. 
the start of them anyway. I think I didn't go... Actually, I know I didn't talk to people for about a year. And when I say talk to people, I mean physically talk to people outside um, school or anything like that. I didn't trust anyone to be near me. I didn't like going outside. I didn't like the fact that I was left out. And I still don't like the fact that when people uh, say that they're going to be my uh, to be friends with me and then they all of a sudden pull a 180 and then okay this is probably getting a little bit far-fetched but uh, this is the type of travel thought that has been in my head for years this is the type of thing that's been in my head for years um it doesn't help that I'm also part of the LGBT community. And this is something that actually ends up forming part of my anxiety and mental health. So, for those of you listening at home, so I'm bisexual. And I didn't really identify as bisexual until I would say I'm gonna say eight years ago eight years ago because eight years ago that's probably when I felt uh, the most genuine in terms of my own identity now that had its own string of attachments in terms of how I dealt with the world. Um, because I didn't see myself as solely straight. I didn't see myself as gay. I saw myself as literally in the in-between. And for some people, uh, that discourages people to talk to me. Because I always get the question, but which would you prefer? Or... Who do you, uh, who would you prefer to be with if you had the choice? Um, now I'm going to say that particular conversation for another time because, uh, dealing with LGBTQ stuff, um, should have its own episode, but let's get back to mental health because, um, that ultimately formed part of my anxiety, my distrust for the world, and to a point, a couple of times, it led me to try and take my own life. And I say this without any jokes, and I say this without a smile on my face, because ultimately, that's what I tried to do. I tried to end my life. I'm not going to say how because I don't want to give anyone any ideas of how to go about it because that's not what this podcast is about. Um, I will say that I'm very, very glad that I didn't go through with it and that I'm still 
alive and kicking. But I still have days where I feel like everything is overwhelming. I still have days where I go back to that particular place, that particular dark spot. It doesn't help, though, that um, my circumstances in life are not the best. It doesn't really help either when I try and tell people that I'm not, I'm not feeling well, I'm feeling over-anxious. They say things like, why don't you go for a run? Or why don't you uh, change your diet a little bit more? Or why don't you do this and this and this? Which is basically the same list of things that you get told when you are diagnosed with a mental health issue or disorder. Now, in terms of dealing with mental health, for me, it's been a lifelong journey. It's been a lifelong journey. And I'd like to say it's in the past, but it's really not. It's something that I'm always going to struggle with. It, But I can say that it's been slightly easier to manage. And that's the, that's the thing with mental health. You can manage it. There is no cure for uh, mental health. If there was a cure, then everyone would take that particular cure because there's no real reward in having a mental health disorder. There's no real reward. Um, I mean, for me, mental health has been something that I seriously advocate in terms of uh, support and assistance. Um, it's also something that I try and support in terms of programs, like Are You Okay Day, uh, or organizations such as Beyond Blue and uh, Black Dog Institute. Um, I try and support those particular organizations as much as I can, but I also do very simple things like saying hello to people because saying hello to someone or even starting a conversation with someone um is something that can uh, uh, change even slightly change the minds uh, mindset of someone because someone is acknowledging that you you exist um with this particular podcast it's actually helped my anxiety quite a bit because one of the things that it's helping me to do is to get my uh, feelings and channel them into this podcast. Now, in saying that though, this is probably have been has been the third attempt in recording this because the first couple of times I was just crying, and I wanted it to be real, but I don't didn't want it to be like over the top, because nothing says. Uh, mental health, like, uncontrollably crying. And I say that from experience. But, that's my story, everyone. That is my story. Now, if you were, if something triggered you about my particular story, I do apologise. But that is my story. Um, I will be putting up a warning for those listening to this particular episode. But I'll also be um, asking you, if you do have 
any issues with mental health, please go seek help, whether it be through uh, organizations that are available in your country, uh, your state, or your town, uh, whether it be uh, your local general practitioner, your uh, psychologist, or psychiatrist that's available. Now, let me just leave it with a few statistics. Now, according to uh, the Black Dog Institute, um, the onset of mental illness is typical around mid to late adolescence and Australian youth between the ages of 18 to 24. Uh, they have the highest, the highest prevalence of mental health issues uh, or mental illness than any other group. Um, according to Mission Australia's Youth Survey, 22.12% of young people between 15 and 19 met the criteria of probable serious mental illness, including uh, anxiety disorders, depressive disorders, and substance use disorders. 54% of people with mental health illnesses do not access any treatment. That's that's really staggering. This is worsened by a delayed treatment due to serious problems in detection and accurate diagnosis. The proportion of people with mental illness accessing treatment is full, sorry, is half that of people with physical disorders. Access to treatment is essential, as approximately seventy-five percent of people admitted to public sectors of mental health inpatient services improve notably um so what does that all mean so young people are more likely to face issues of mental health but mental health is still something that is uh non-discriminative in terms of how it inflicts people's uh daily lives um as i said before you need, if you have any issues related to mental health, you need to seek help. Because uh, by seeking help, you're taking a really important step. Now, more than half of the people uh, who have mental health issues do not seek help. Um, but this is not any way, shape or form uh, an episode that's meant to fix that. It's just meant to acknowledge it. Now, as I said before, mental health is not something that can be fixed straight away. It can be managed, but it can't be fixed. Um, there have been days where I've wished that um, that I had no dark days. There have been days where I've had a really good day, but then ended quite horribly emotionally. It's something for me that's not going to go away anytime soon. It's something for me that I hope people are more willing to accept and understand. Um, for me, though, my antidote, at, at least uh, my management of things, has helped by being part of the uh, naturist or nudist community. Um, so I'll leave it at that. Because um, I'd like you to all think about those who have mental illnesses, 
who have mental disorders, who have things like depression, anxiety disorders. Um, and it's for those people who are experiencing them and who have died as a result of them that I'd like to leave this episode with a minute silence. This has been The Naked Nerd. Live nude and be yourself.